Jay. So Pastor Donnie won't have to record tomorrow. Because you're doing the recording then. service. This is our family Sunday and we'll be taking, uh, we'll take communion. We'll do, do, we'll do it uh, later with us together. Uh, but, but I just want to welcome you here for our first, first Sunday in June, y'all. This year is going by fast and just believing for great recovery, great restoration, great peace by the hand of God. And God is so faithful to move on our behalf. So keep praying, keep believing, keep striving for the very word of God and the very will of God being done. And we just want to honor you and thank you for that and, and, and just in your prayers. We also want to thank you guys for enter, going to our website at hopochurch.org. Uh, I want to thank you for going there and looking at the different ministries, different ways. Um, we will um, just continue in that vein and continue in that area, just looking through ministry. I uh, want to welcome you guys to take a look, pray over ministry. If you read about a ministry and that just touches your heart, please extend a word of prayer of children's church or whatever it is that may uh, just God put on your spirit to pray, lift it up in prayer as well. And a donate button or, or place for you to give and, and bless the church and and we just want to welcome you in to blessing the church and the spirit of God to move upon you in a mighty and amazing way so we just want to thank all of you we thank you for our house of power outreach family that that we are just blessed to be a blessing so I would like to say a quick word of prayer over just just our nation our country and just just continually just stay there in our faith uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just pray. We thank you, Lord God, for you bringing forth your peace and your mercy that endures forever. And Lord God, that there is no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. But we speak the word of the Lord over the land. And you told Moses, wherever you put your feet, call it God's land. I pray, Lord God, that we take steps that we say this land belongs to God. This land belongs to peace and, and justice and righteousness by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Heavenly Father, we welcome you to be you at all times, in all places, in every area of life. We thank you, Father God, that the word of God shall remain and sustain. We know that your word is no respecter of person, so that means all men are created equal under the word of God. And we just thank you that that is what's going to be released into the area and into the land with a powerful, powerful move. In the name of Jesus, we thank God. Uh, I know Ms. Sobe uh, turned in a, a, a praise report, and I'll get more detail in it probably later on this message, but I do want to say I, I know that she's got her, her, her uh, third grandchild that was born, and, and we just want to pray and pray uh, over Ephraim and, and uh, Veronica. Please uh, contact Ms. Sobe. Let her know if there's anything that, that she may need or their family may need. If you may take a meal or whatever, just contact her. Just if anything, just say congratulations and, and just lift them up in prayer and praise to God because it was a praise report. So we'll make sure that we are consistent in that. Well, today's message is about our church in general, of House of Power Outreach. And I want to take you 
uh, and, and just basically the 23rd Psalms, that in August of 2018, God had us do sermons from August 4th through August 21st on this particular uh, on this particular message and on this particular sermon, I mean, this second set of verse, the 23rd Psalms. And, 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 and God was speaking to us then. And so as I was finishing up my prayer time on that morning, uh, on, on Thursday morning, I believe, God put it on my heart. He says, I need you to go back over those messages that I gave you. And I want you to, I want you to minister in that area again, because I gave that to you for a specific reason. For, for, for such a time as this, and it was brought up, and I just believe. Now, I sent our church staff an email telling them about all the mess. I even attached the sermons to them. So please look those over and, and get a chance to re- reply back to what I, my request was in that email. So be able to do that. So Psalms chapter 23 and verse 1 through 6, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, he, he leaves me beside still water. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for the, for the sake of his name. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, as God was reminding me to go back to this and and go back over this uh, particular verse and, and reminding me that we did this, we would, we would quote this out loud during services during those times when we were having these uh, messages over the 23rd Psalms. And I was, just, I was just wondering, like, God, what, were you, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do with this? And uh, he said, I want you to go back over it, and I want you to let people know what, what I was talking to you guys in August of 2018. So, the thing that he gave me, and I'm just be taking the first parts of, of what he was saying in those verses, sometimes the hardest thing to do is lie down. Sometimes we want to be up for something or into something or trying to do something, but he wants us to lie down. And, 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 and in the green pastures, it is tough for us to just lie down. But he, he's telling us, it makes, it makes me to lie down in green pastures. And, and you got to lie down. You got to know how to lie down. You got to know how to rest. Uh, we got a lot of people doing stuff. And, and that's where we run into a lot of human doings instead of uh, acting like human beings. And, and so I, I, I pr- minister this to you to lie down, take rest so God can speak to you. I think you just want to spend some time with you. I think it's a, a, a message of intimacy, of, of growth in a relationship with Christ. So as a believer, the green pastures are the word of God which means that we always have a place to lie down. So it's the Word of God. And once you hear the Word of God, quit trying to make everything around you get well. Lay in the Word. Lie down. Have some peace that God has spoken, and that's the truth. 
as you do that, it says that Jesus, when I talk about this, Jesus came in a world and had no place to lay his head. But by the time he was gone, he left a place for all of us to lay our head. He said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you that, that many, man, many mansions. He said, I'm going to prepare a place. But while you're here, you can lay your head down anywhere, whether people welcome you or don't welcome you. You can lay on the word that my God loved me. The Bible says so, so you can go and run with God. He says, I prepared a place for you. You can lay down even though he couldn't. He didn't have a place, but he made a place for us with his peace and his grace and his mercy that endures forever. So we got to look at that. And you have to be at a place of, of, of being able to calm down where, where it is with God. So anxiety grows through exaggeration. If something is allowed to be loud enough, uh, it, it, it can just continually uh, keep us away from, from believing just what the truth says. But if things are exaggerated, if fear is exaggerated, if doubt is exaggerated, your anxiety will go up. And the best thing to do is go back, go back to the pure truth that brings peace. Pure truth that brings peace. And I think that's what God was telling me. He said, people won't lay down. You, you gotta go back to what I told you in August to help people lie down, lie down in the word, lie down in the green pasture, let them know I've made a place. It doesn't have to be unrest when I left you with rest. That is what I left you with. And so the valley will be our longest journey if we try to go through it without Jesus. Any journey is long without Jesus. If you try to go through it without Jesus, it's gonna be a long journey. You're gonna ask the children of Israel. They went around, they took 11 day journey, cost them 40 years because they were trying to do it without obeying God. In Romans chapter 11 and verse 29, it says, for the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Gifts are free, but maturity is expensive and will require laying down popular opinion to grow in God's word. That was a lot of gifted people. And so, but that maturity, that's the expensive part. Because it's one thing to be gifted, knowing that you're gifted, but if you're not mature enough to realize that there are sometimes there are people that's not going to accept your gift, there are sometimes some places won't want your gift, and, and if you're not mature about it, you can act really immature with a great gift. There is nothing more disappointing than a great gift in immature hands. And, and when it's there, because you can say, man, that person's so good. We've seen it, right? We've seen some talented people, talented athletes, talented uh, actors or whatever, but get in public and they act like amateur human beings. And so the talent isn't enough when it does not follow by character and comes out by the ability. So if we can't trust him in critical times, we will struggle to give him praise when things are over. So I got to be like this, God, times are rough, but I trust you. I know you're able. I know that you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could even ask or think. I trust you here, so I'm going to praise you there. Way before I even get to that there, my trust is going to be my worship. And, and then when that praise comes along, I'm going to give that up too. But Romans 12.3 12, says, that Bible says that every man has been given the measure of faith. It means we've all been given that equal measure of faith. And God will live, listen to this, the measure of God's will that we live, that we live to will, 
the measure of God's will that we live in, live to, will be determined by the measure of faith we live by. So if we're not living according to God's will, we're not going to walk in with the measure of our faith is going to be according to the will that we live by. That's what I'm trying to say. And so sometimes we won't even stretch our faith because we haven't stretched ourselves in our walk with God. So life in the will of God will determine the measure of faith. So I measure by living in the will of God is going to measure my faith because I'm not going to be as bold to believe when I feel like I'm not walking in the will of God. And so one of the things we pull back to in this 23rd Psalms, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the valley is not the will or not the will. The valley, you can go through it anyway. The will is following Christ in there. It's walking with Jesus through the valley. That's the will. The will isn't the problem. The will isn't the good times. The will is, am I going to stay with Jesus regardless? And see, that, that's the deal. So my surroundings should never stop the will to walk and follow after God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. But my faith, and if you've ever felt limited in your faith, go back to where you're trusting God in his will. In Mark chapter 4, verse 17, and, and we've been doing this the last few services about the sower and the most important thing that you have to get is understanding about this farmer and sowing and seed and sowing and harvest time. You don't get this, you don't get any of it. And so in Mark 4, 17, back to that, it's just, this is just a piece of what the response is on certain areas and have no root in themselves so endure for a time afterwards when affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake immediately they are offended for the word sake there is a direct conflict with what god has spoken over us and what is coming against us there is conflict when you walk in the word there's going to be conflict we've heard people say all the time i didn't have trouble so i started becoming a christian no you had trouble you just now are able to recognize it because you've become a christian and so part of that is where we have to go. So, so this is the thing, like, right? He says that the affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake. For the word's sake. For the word's sake. For the, in, in, in a marriage, in a godly marriage, when you're, when you're positioned saying, I'm not going to have strife, and you refuse to have arguments where you shut down on each other and hold grudges for five, four, four or five days when you know that's not your call, this maturity part, remember I told you that gift, the gift to be husband and wife, where we cry mature, this is that maturity part where you're gonna have to say, no, we're gonna get past this. We're not gonna be mad at each other. We're not gonna go to sleep mad at each other. And it's that maturity part that takes over. Uh, so disobedience gets us offline, offline with God's ordained design. So it takes us out. We were not designed to disobey God. We we're not built for disobedience. We we're built to respond and honor and respect God. And, and, and if, kept, if we keep that disobedience long enough, though, it is possible to lose sight of, of what we are or what we are here to do. It is God. It is God. John chapter 7 in verse 37 through 38, it is the drink. It says, if any one of you thirsts, come and drink. And then verse 38 says, and then I will make you rivers of living water. In other words, until you uh, drink from God, we'll turn you into a river. But as long as you don't drink, there will not be any flow. 
You must first drink. You must first take that sip. You must first take the sip of, God, I'm not going to be angry today. God, I'm not going to be frustrated today. God, I'm not going to be mad today. God, I'm not going to be uh, uh, down today. I'm going to first take the drink and then watch God flow through you the rest of the day. And you drink to create a river. Taste to get your understanding, but drink to create the river, the flow of God in you. And without a constant drink, though, from God's word, there would be a struggle to flow in God's will. So amazing, right? There are times you can go and, and, and or people can go and they can serve God for a little bit, but they quit drinking. Or the drink is only a, a Sunday drink or a Wednesday drink. And that drink, that means that that flow only lasts for a little while. But to keep the flow steady, to keep it consistent, to keep your strength up, to keep the stronghold off, keep drinking out of the cup. Go to the word daily. Put it in you daily and walk in God's word. It will determine what you become at the end of the line. And so God is putting us and imparting into us the strength of what I need to do. I need a flow. God, my body is not responding right. I need a flow. My mind is not responding right. I'm still stuck in anger. I'm still stuck. Drink. Drink of the cup of God, the cup of gladness, the cup of God's goodness. In Mark chapter 14 and verse 3, uh, Jesus is, is sitting at the house and, and being in Bethany, uh, the house of Simon Leper. Um, he sat at meat. There came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. She was the only one that left the room smelling like Jesus. Ain't that something? She walked in there, and if you know that story, the, the other people judged him. Like, if he knew what kind of woman this was, he wouldn't be letting her touch him. But she had anointed him with this expensive perfume, this alabaster box, and she wiped it with her hair. She was the only one that left there smelling like Christ. She was the only one left there with any resemblance of Christ. So, so what we get on God gets on us. What we are willing to break over our best over is what will be revealed on us. So if I'm giving other things my best, if I'm breaking my day's work over things that are not from God, I'm going to smell like that mess. But if I'm breaking it over Christ, we are going to smell like the will and the anointing of God and the presence of God, the purpose of God. I'm going to have God on me. I'm going to have the things that are attracted by God because I'm breaking my best. God's going to get my morning, my afternoon, and my nighttime. God's going to get everything that I have. He'll get my first. He'll get the first fruits of my income. He'll get the first fruits of what I am as a man, as a family member, as a whatever. He's going to get it first. I'm going to break my box with God first. And so therefore, I want to have my entire life to be scented in the will of God. It is impossible to overcome addictions, fear, or bitterness when it gets the best part of our day. And it is the greatest attraction of our attention. When that stuff, when we're willing to break our most expensive time, our most expensive attention over things that are not of God, that things that are ultimately strongholds, those things is what we'll smell like. And that's why we can't get rid of the scent when we are alone. That's why we can't get rid of the addiction when we're by ourselves. And it's like, oh my gosh, what is it? Because well, that's what I broke my best for. 
but I call you into this place. God, here's my alabaster. Here's my day's worth. Here's that hurt. Here's that pain. I'm breaking it off to you. You're amazed what, what really is your best is what you spend the most time thinking about and what you spend the most time on. Now, I got two verses that I'm going to run together, and it's Genesis 3.1 and Matthew 4, 1 through 3. It says, now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, God, he said unto the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Then Jesus was led by the Spirit. And, okay, so that's, that's Genesis in Matthew 4, 1 through 3 says, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Now, at any point, we are struggling with what God has said. We are having a serpent press conference or a wilderness conversation with the enemy. He's going to only come in two ways. We are going to be attacked in two ways. Uh, and they are with what God has said and who we are in Christ. God had already told Adam what needs to happen about that tree. The serpent came along and questioned what God had already said. If you are in a place where you're questioning what God has already spoken, you are having a serpent press conference answering questions that, that have already been answered. The other one was when Jesus was in the wilderness. He said, are you the son of God? Jesus had just come out of being baptized, and God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well priest. Please, why are you questioning what God has already called me? And Jesus was like, God has already called me. But this is what the enemy does to people. Are you really saved? Are you really walking with God? Are you really right with God? Did God really say forgive? Did God really say that vengeance is mine? Did God really say, no, 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 yeah, if it's in the Bible, that's it. I'm done with it. It's already been said. So we are attacked in those two ways. God said it. I believe it. And even more, I know that God is the greatest director through a valley that I could, than I could ever be. Nobody can get you through a valley like God. There's no presence anywhere in the world. People can celebrate all day, but there's something about knowing that God will get in the darkest place with you and walk with you. That presence can't be gained anywhere else but in a valley. So we have to present ourselves to walk with God. God, we receive the leading by the quiet waters. There, that is stronger than any storm that may come our way. The quiet waters, those quiet times, those, 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 those pastures of, of water that he says, he, he guides me by, by the path. And so as God is doing this for us and through us, he is wanting us to grow in these areas of our life that's going to present him more than it affects us or makes us. And so we want you to be able to do that. But the 23rd Psalms, I'm going to challenge all of you to go back and, and read the 23rd Psalms. It's only six verses. We were quoting it, but I believe our land needs it. Our people needs it. Everyone around us needs it. And if this is a place right now where we need to be praying and lifting up the name of Christ, it is not a prophecy being fulfilled when people turn into the thing that we're, we, when, where we haven't prayed. That's disobedience. It's like, no, of course this world's bad, and, and I knew it would go bad. But if you're not praying, it's because there's a lack of obedience. So we're going to pray. We're going to believe God for our land to turn around as well as everyone in our lives. All right? And so let's pray. Let's, let's lift. Let's pray to God. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray and thank you for your purpose and your plans. We thank you, Lord God, that you are upon us in, in a mighty and amazing way and bringing us back to the 23rd Psalms. Lord, there are people walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But Lord God, let them remember not to fear no evil because you're with us. You're walking with us. And the strength of your walk with us is greater than the enemies surrounding us. So we bless you, Lord God. We honor you, my God. We, we give you all the praise and glory that you are worthy to be praised. And Father, I just thank you for the will of God. I thank you for changing our land. I thank you, Lord God, that there are in enough smoke, there are in enough cloud, there are enough violence that can stop God from coming through. So as a member uh, and a, a child of the Most High God, I declare peace and peace be still. I declare right minds, right standards. I declare over leadership, as you said, present them to you. And Lord God, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Father God, I can't honestly pray for what I talk about. So Lord, I pray, Lord, that our words be pure and clear about what you call for us to do. Father, I pray for anyone that's out there that don't know you. I pray that they receive with me, that they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus died and rose from the grave on the third day, that they will be born again. And I thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. I got the clear note of, of um, Sobe's praise report. Uh, the baby's name is Jada. Uh, and it's, it's, there's, a, there's a great deal of name to that. But uh, Jada, Sarisa, Salinas, <laughs> Regaldo, uh, the baby was born Tuesday, uh, and Veronica and Efren are the parents, and we just want to pray and give, them, give God praise for them, all right? We bless you guys. We love you. We will see you in here soon. We're starting to get together. See you soon. Bye-bye.